Yep. Alright everybody, well this is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerter. Brought to you as always by our guys at VolleyballMag.com video on P1440 and Tri. Because you came back from Doha, yeah. recovering your knees with some Firefly. I actually yeah. saw you uh, in the Full recovery, legs. recovery tent with Firefly, right? Um, yeah. I think uh, the video I posted was in my hotel room, actually. Okay. The recovery tent the hotel recovery room. Tent. I mean, that's basically what a hotel room turns into. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I've been using some Firefly. It's cool because it basically acts as a norm attack, like a full leg flush. Yeah. But it just does it by like stimulating the nerve in your leg. So and it's not as like. <laughs> dude, you like can wear it. Like no, yeah, prone. I can wear it on an airplane <laughs> and stuff. You know, like at the times when your legs are like fully swollen and yeah. your ankles are all full of blood. Yeah, I saw your you picture can, when you got back. Yeah. Like, it's bad. <laughs> That's how I was uh, when I was sick the last two years. No, so like you're pretty used to Swollen the whole time. Yeah. I probably should have been using the Firefly <laughs> during that time. They actually use those products on surgery patients like patients that get out of surgery and they can't move but they want their blood to keep flowing and circulating through their legs so they put those on them and then the firefly is basically like a version that they created for more for like athletes kind of thing yeah just day-to-day like monitoring yeah this episode also brought to you by what do you do you have a a name for your clothing line Mm, not really it's the the born clothing line where can people get your hats it's the, at? It's the Tri-Tide. The, the Tri-Tide, I like that. Um, yeah, on my website. We just finally made them available um, at triborn.net slash shop. All right. Get yourself a hat, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. There we go. Yeah, I wanted it to be a, just something super simple. Yeah. And not like a TB. Not only because it's already taken by Tom Brady, but <laughs> but uh, I didn't want it to be like everyone has to wear my my uh, right. name around, you know. Yeah. So I just made a sweet little logo with some good meaning behind it, so anyone could wear it. Yeah, I saw your dad rocking it when I went to Hawaii to cover the college event down there. Mm-hmm. He, had a, he had a Born on the Beach shirt on, and then the the tri tie <laughs> hat. He's he's proud. Always rocking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Uncle yeah. Pete. So you're, uh, you're back from Doha, it's you're in Trev's, that was your first event of, well, I mean, yeah. it wasn't technically the 2019 season when you played Vegas, but, right. it, but it also technically it was. the first event of 2019. Right. So yeah. now that you've made it back, I mean, you guys, like, not the finish that you wanted, but the world tour, like we were talking about earlier, is crazy deep. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you guys had to beat the Latvians, who are number three in the world, just to break pool. Like, yeah. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, that was an intense match. Um... Dude, world, I feel like now I'm back on the world tour. Last year, like, I got to jump in on a few, two events, um, and we did well, but we were just kind of winging it with, you know, still in that honeymoon phase, basically, um, make errors and, like, do dumb stuff, and it was just like, whatever, who cares, we we haven't practiced. Um, So now it's, like, a little bit upped, you know, the energy and... um, yeah, world tour is gnarly. That's the main thing I'm taking from it. I'm like, every pool is just like there's no good draws. Yeah. The team. How many times do you see the team come out of the qualifier and win the event? And it happened twice happened, in a row. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, two in a row. Yeah, in Sydney, two qualifier teams were in the finals because Adrian right. Campbell and Ricky Rossi came out of the qualifier, and so did 
Marco and Esteban Grimaldi. Yeah, it's so cousins, gnarly. Not brothers. I was, always assumes that they're brothers, but they're yeah, cousins. cousins. Yeah, it's it's so gnarly. And I, I was just talking to my agent earlier today, and he was like, you know, asking me about it. Like, obviously, like, oh, 17th, that doesn't sound very good for us, is it? I was like, honestly, when you when any team can win any given week, like, it's not like the top 10 teams in the world are never taking 17th. Right. Like, the world tour is, like, just constantly getting mixed up. Yeah. And for, I mean, you don't want a 17th. Basically, ninth or better is going to move you. You're at least going to stay the same or move up. Um, in four or five stars, 17th, you might slide back a little bit. So you don't want a 17th. But it's not. It's really not, like, that bad. Yeah, but, I mean, you look at, you know, Phil and Nick, they lost the first set of their elimination round, so they could have just <laughs> as easily gotten a 17th yeah, in the second. Yeah, it's that, it's that close. Like, you, we could have pulled out that match against the Germans and easily ended up in the final. Yeah. So... Which you guys World Tour is gnarly. Well. Like when you when you te- when I asked you how like how the young Germans were, you like we had them, and I was like, well, maybe. But then I watched the video, and like you guys did, you were at like ten five in the first. Yeah, we, we like, started like, the match six, like yeah. six Great two or something. <laughs> yeah, we were up in both, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, that sucked because I was. Uh, I felt like I was playing really well, and they were making. I mean, I was diving on serve receive sometimes. You know, yeah. they're pasting my line a lot. Um, I felt like I was making good plays, but I was a little gassed. Um, no excuses, but uh, I don't feel like my cardio was up to where I wanted it. Yeah. And then just add that into um, the fact that we just that was our first event in a long time. Whereas these Germans, I think they had been playing in some events um, beforehand. A lot of these teams, the Brazilians, are playing like all year round. Um, and then we watch film and there's just like a few plays where it's like, wow, we just literally gave them that point because we couldn't decide what to do. Yeah. Like I decided to put Trevor up on two and he decided he wanted to set me <laughs> and we just gave up a free ball Yeah. just cause like, I didn't know what he wanted. He didn't know what I wanted. So once we clean some of that stuff up, uh, a few of those balls will be going in our favor and, but I, it felt good. Like we dug, we were digging balls. We were probably digging more balls than blocking, and we're both blockers. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like, Trevor looked, like, fluid on defense. Which yeah. I, I would have thought that you would have been probably, like, the premier defender, mm-hmm. so to speak. But I, think, I feel like Trevor's defense was surprisingly, like, actually really solid. He yeah. Natural. It happens a lot. <laughs> Trevor doesn't get a – you just – like, the way he moves, you know, it doesn't seem like he'd be uh, all that smooth. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he's good. He's definitely we're both. It's funny, like if he's playing good defense, I play good defense. If I block balls, he'll block balls. Right. But like if I'm not blocking, then he's not blocking. Yeah. So we should probably figure that one out. <laughs> um, just some streaky. But there, there has been a lot of focus on defense since we've had to play catch up on that. Yeah. So I think uh, now we need to make sure we have our block established. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was probably. Like you said, it was different playing this time around than it was in, say, Vegas, because you were still just, like, coming back. It was a fun thing. Yeah. Is that is your, like, mindset different when you go into tournaments now? Mm, it's different because it's six months later in my yeah. life. It's, it's like, I don't even remember like, my routine. Like a, like a job rather than, holy cow, like, this is a really fun thing I get to do again in yeah. Manhattan with Trevor, for example. Uh, it's not the exact same as that. Yeah, like, that was, like, no pressure, like... 
whatever. Yeah. Like we're like there's total bonehead plays and like where I just like laugh it off. And at this point, after all the work we put in, I'm not probably not gonna laugh laugh it off quite as much. Um, so it's different than then, but that was like an extreme case. Um, but it, yeah, it's super important to maintain that mindset though, and remember how well it worked. Because um, at the end of the day, you you are out here to have fun, right? This is why, that's why it's our job. That's why we make it our job. Um, so I need to maintain that mindset, but you're not always going to be able to. For me right now, the mindset I'm going with is just where I want to be and how I want to learn the game. So as long as I'm getting better, like this tournament, I 100% felt like I got better, my team got better, we learned stuff. I'm like very excited about practice tomorrow. And that's the feeling I want. Yeah. You know, I'm obviously not happy with the finish, but I'm super happy with my team, like where our heads are at um, and all the stuff we learned. Because yeah. then I got better at volleyball. And that's kind of the goal. Am I getting better? That's yeah. it. And I feel like, I mean, with the World Tour, like you mentioned a couple of times that like obviously you're not happy with the 17th, but like, if you have like results-based goals only, like that would be impossible yeah. on the World Tour because like I mean, we got Esteban and Marco Grimaud coming <laughs> out of nowhere, winning two events in a row. And like, smashing Nick and Phil in the final. Yeah. And like we were looking at their prize money earlier and they made 17 grand all of last year and now they're up to 16,500. And this isn't a new team. Like, we've seen teams win out of the qualifiers before. Yeah. So, like, you and Hayden won out of the qualifiers. They've been around as long as me. They've started playing together in 2011, have never played with anyone different. Like, I, asked, I was asking... 2011, Tyler, really? Yeah. Asking, so, that's before yeah, my time. Event. Yeah. That's before my time. I was asking Hildebrand. I was like, um, like what, what's happening? Like, these guys, like... They're no different. They're not. It's not like they're running trick plays all of a sudden or doing new like, coach. Like That's Adrian the only thing I've seen. Or doing like all this crazy stuff, but right. they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Why are these guys so good?" They looked really solid. Like even warm ups, I just feel like they have their system down. They probably put in a ton of work this off season, and they got yeah. a new coach. I only get to watch the final um, in person. But I don't know. They were warming up, and every ball looked like it was coming on their shoulder in the same spot. So it was just really controlled. Yeah. And uh, they obviously look fresh. Like Marcos. Which is crazy. Looks like he's gonna tear people's heads off. And Marco yeah, exactly. Marco's arm is like ridiculous. Um, and then, I mean, yeah. Usually everyone gets on the left sider. What's his name? Esteban. Um, Esteban. But he was lights out. They're both just lights and out. Even those guys, like they lost their first set in every single elimination match until the final. So they lost the first set <laughs> elimination to Hendrick and Christian Hendrick mm-hmm. Mull and Christian Sorum. Trying to get better at saying first and last name for <laughs> viewers. Right. Like a couple of emails. They're like, I don't know. Who you guys are talking about. Time. <laughs> oh, so that's I'm a good tra- point. Trying to get better at saying full names, but uh, Hendrick and Christian being tough on the world tour. Fourteen. Uh huh. Um, in the first set, and then their next guy, I think they played um, Nicolai Lupo of Italy, yeah. and that was 21-11 in the first set, and then they Jeez. lost to uh, Fijalak and Brill of Poland, 21-14 like 14 or 16 or something. They came back to beat them. It's so not an easy draw. These guys, like, I'm in. Yeah. They just wear them out by the third set. Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what they're doing down yeah. there, but so they we'll, look... We'll see if it's sustainable. 
I mean, I would think, yeah, I, I would be surprised if they they consistently were top 10 all year. Yeah, me too. Like, I would expect them to kind of fall in and out. I mean, these two finishes are going to keep them up there for a while now, and I'm sure they'll play well in China. But, I mean, if they didn't take a 17th this year, I would be shocked. Yeah. You know, or a 25th. I think that what they're doing is probably more sustainable than what Adrian and Adrian Campbell and Enrico Rossi are doing. The style of play? Yeah, Yeah, because they're they're skating like a fine line between total disaster and incredible (laughs) success. Yeah, totally. They're asking like such precision out of themselves every point. It's a lot about the matchups with the team like that. Like like you saw them play Hayden and Doherty, and they're just going to shred Ryan because his feet aren't quite as quick. So they're not coming to Ryan the giant block. They're just running away from him the whole time. And there's two quick guys, so they it worked great. But you get a blocker with quick feet, and now you're running low sets. Blocker with quick feet, and yeah. low sets, they're gonna clamp a lot of balls. Yeah, or but like, and also their margin for error on those sets is, is so small. Like if you miss, right, right. If you miss a back shoot set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your only the best you can do is like a free ball back yeah. over. Yeah. If you can get hand contact on it all. Yeah. I feel like for them to do that for a year and a half up to the Olympics is like almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, Adrian's done it before. He's running similar stuff like that, but he wasn't... He had Alex. Yeah. And they, Alex wasn't really running... Alex Rangieri. Yeah, Alex Rangieri. Thank you. Getting a little better. Um, he, it's just a completely different team, you know, yeah. having a huge... He's his a most athletic blocker, who also didn't qualify. Yeah, him and Marco Caminati. And Caminati's freaking good. They've podiumed, right? Yeah. I think they've podiumed together. Yeah. Yeah, so you, honestly, you never know. You can't even you can't even pick it right now. Like, you, what are you gonna say? Uh, Rengari and Caminati are are gonna be a quality team for the rest of the year. Yeah, like no way. They could easily win a tournament. Yeah, and but they didn't qualify this week. It's crazy. Or in or in Australia, right? Oh no, Rengari didn't get out of pool in Australia. Yeah, and then they didn't qualify. <laughs> And this is a guy that's an Olympian and one of the most physical blockers in the world. Yeah, who's like a great setter. And I think probably hits one of the hardest balls on tour. Probably. I think up there with Grimault. Grimault's gnar- probably gnarlier. Yeah. This is great. He was like OTing Phil. <laughs> He's just going super <laughs> just high and hard, yeah. Yeah. No, we don't serve him. Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we usually don't serve yeah. him. I thought um, Brill and Fiji like looked really good, too. Yeah, I was always kind of surprised because last time I was on tour, Brill was still up and coming. Yeah. So, like, I I didn't think his game was that great. Yeah. But then I watched him this year and a little bit last year, and I didn't realize how physical he is. Like, he gets up. Beats he's it. got an arm. I knew he was just, like, good. Like, I thought he was just a good, crafty, all-around player, medium size. Yeah. But he's a, he's a big boy, and now he's a big boy. They can move the ball around, has every skill, and now he has, like, probably one of the best read defender, if not the best read defender in the world. Yeah, Polish Todd. Polish Todd Rogers, <laughs> yeah. Fifi. Um, so that team's good, yeah. They surprised me, actually. Brill, su- Brill has surprised me. Um, and Fijalik's just rock solid. Yeah. Until they get mad at each other. <laughs> It is really funny watching them because yep. 
Uh, um, there was this one play, I think, in the semifinals, and it was this gnarly rally, and Brill makes this great pool dig, and Fiji, like, takes a set and, like, turns and throws Against it. Spain? Um, oh, Doha. no, sorry, that was the bronze. In Doha against, uh, I forget if it was Chile? bronze or in the semifinals. Um, but he, and he got called for a lift and bro just looked at him and it was the first time I've seen Fiji like be like, that's my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he was so dumb. <laughs> well, I, I heard that he was the, uh, I didn't realize that he used to be like the second or third string setter on the international team. Fiji and, Yeah. And he, okay. and Polish national team, like that's top tier volleyball. Yeah. So he's an amazing indoor player and he, uh, didn't want to ride the pine on the national team, so he just became their best beach player. Yeah. It's crazy, too, because for so long, well, not for so long, but since 20, you know, 2016, 2017, like, Piotr Kantor and Bartosz Losiak were by far the best team out of Poland and one of the best in the world. Yeah. And now, like, they're just, like, kings of fifth. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they're so good, but they can't really get past that fit. They're, like, fifth tonight every tournament. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean that's the world tour, right? Like they're yeah. they're a f- almost a favorite in every tournament it seems like. Um, but before Losiak and Cantor came on the scene, they were like seventeenth, ninth yeah. guys, and Fijalik and Rudel. Ponytail Prudel yeah. uh, were one and two in the world with Rosie and Phil. So Fifi's been uh, he's been at the top been of the around. game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was. A little off for a few years there, but now he's got his partner. Yeah. And um, he's nasty. Yeah, yeah, really good. And then now you and Trevor back in competition on Wednesday, um, which comes out yeah the 20th. So this is going to come out the day that we're playing. Might be battling you. Well, no. See you in the we'll, finals. We'll be on the other side, so we won't even have to play it out, right? Oh, yeah. I guess. I don't know. You tell I've me. I've never seen the Norseka finals be played out. Because you get two spots. Oh, all right. So we won't yeah, play. We might have to play it out, but hopefully we can just make trips together. Yeah, that'd be great. Hopefully we both make it. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, so it's a really tricky situation in terms of why we're all playing this. Yeah, so I think our listeners could probably use some education on that front. Oof, it's so complicated. It's really dumb. So basically, I don't even know if I understand it all. Basically... Norse, uh, FIVB came to USA Volleyball and told them, or they just made up a, a new rule that... <laughs> <laughs> I love that the FIVB does that. Yeah, it's crazy. And new rule, we're, we're going with this. So to qualify for world champs, you can qualify four teams per country. Uh, or is it three straight in? Sorry, three teams. You might be able to explain this better. Well, the way you explained it to me initially was that you know, you have if you have two teams in the top twenty four, mm-hmm. those two are in for world champs. Mm-hmm. And then you have a continental spot. Three, three I think three state. can be automatic. Three can be automatic. Yeah. And then you have a continental spot earned through this Norseka series, which stops in Aguas Calientes, Veradero, and two other spots, uh, Saint Lucia and the Cayman Islands, I think. Right. So basically they're saying that you have to have played in order to get that fourth spot for your country, um, so if you don't qualify in the top 24, in order to get that last continental spot for your country, you have to have played in a Norseka. Not won it, not just place. You just have to have signed up and showed up for a match. And uh, nobody knew that. 
I wasn't even playing at the time last year. So nobody went to these Norsecas. And now that Trevor and I are kind of on the cusp, as of right now, we're in the world champ qualifying. But if we were to fall out of it within the next month or two, then if we didn't play in a Norseka, then we wouldn't be able to get that spot. Yeah. So now they tell us this, and we're like, okay, I guess we sign up for this Norseka qualifier. And now the team, uh, three through 12 or whatever, however many teams are signed up, yeah. basically everyone except for Phil uh, Dahlhauser, Lucena, Gib Crab are, because they're safe with their points, yeah. their current points, uh, are signed up for this Norseka. And we're all just playing to get this bid to go to the Norseka and play, not play, whatever. It doesn't matter. We just have to step on the sand. Yeah. Well, I mean, I hope everything gets canceled. Yeah. And so then, he, so Travis spot. is the only one that played in the Norseka <laughs> last year. And by the way, the money is ridiculous. Like, you're definitely doing it for the experience the Norseka oh yeah the money is like you don't yeah. even make your flight back no me and like, yeah like me and Ben got second you barely pay we, for your hotel we would have lost um at least a thousand dollars each if we didn't have a sponsor right pay, pay for the flights so that's why we don't go to Norsecas and right. it's really a, quite a waste of our time right before we go on this crazy world tour it's like, gonna be like three months where we're gone the entire yeah. time don't hit that skip button, everybody. We're going to be right back here with Sandcast. Just taking a brief second to give a big thanks to our sponsors. First and foremost, goes out to Wilson. Everyone should be stoked that the AVP season is coming up, which means that you need to order up your Wilson volleyballs or any other volleyball equipment you may need. So go to wilsonvolleyball.com to get that. Best news, you can get a discount. Wilson Sand. It's 20% off if you use our Sandcast Wilson discount. So hop on over, get your preseason equipment, get ready for the season coming up at wilsonvolleyball.com and use wilson sand for a 20 percent off discount this show is also brought to you by our guys at firefly recovery these guys are awesome try just went to doha and was using firefly recovery in the hotel room they've got them in the recovery tents on the fivb they're the best things possible because they're super mobile you can bring them on planes if you're traveling around the world i'm about to use them when i go to vienna and italy for snow volleyball you can bring them to work if you want they they just stimulate the blood flow in the area that's sore or injured and it helps it recover way faster and also just feels really good so if you're sore if you're or if you just want to stay on top of your recovery, use Firefly Recovery. It's the best thing on the market right now, and it's really cheap too. So give them a try. Go to fireflyrecovery.com. And now for our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic FIVB ranking update. Leading the charge for the men is Russians Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky. At number two, welcome aboard two-time gold medalist winners of Sydney and Doha, Esteban and Marco Grimalt, who are cousins, not brothers. Leading the way for the Americans at the moment, though that's likely to change here soon, is Triborn and Trevor Crabb. And for the women, at number one is Brazilian's Rebecca Cavalcanti, winner of the P1440 Top Guns event, and Ana Patricia Silva. At number two from the U.S. is Emily Day and Betsy Flint, silver medalists in Sydney. Uh, followed at number five is Brooke Sweat and Carrie Walsh Jennings. And at number six is Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponso. More Americans at 11 and 13 with Brittany Howard and Kelly Reeves and Alex Kleiman and April Ross, respectively. So really solid showing in our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic Rankings update from the American women here. And now we're going to let you get back to the show. 
our sport doesn't make much sense sometimes. <laughs> so we just go with the flow. And um, yeah, so we want to win this event on Wednesday, which is when this podcast yeah. is coming out. So we'll have it, we'll have Today, it people. come out early. So if you want to come out on Wednesday and watch Mercedes, like it's basically like watching a Saturday AVP main draw. Like you and Trevor, the one it's, seed. It's a really Billy good Allen, volleyball Stafford tournament. Slick are the two. I think Ryan Darty, John Hyden are three or four. Miles Evans, Billy Klinsky, Chase Budinger, Casey Patterson. Um, Theo. Theo Bruner and Reed Pretty. Um, and then you got some of the like outlier qualifier guys like Ben Vaught and Spencer Souter are playing. I'm playing with Eric Baranek. Bjork and Satterfield. Mark Bjork and Ian Satterfield, who just took a fifth and one star in Cambodia. Um, and then uh, Ty Loomis and Troy Field, potential mm-hmm. new fun partnership. Oh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's like really good volleyball. It's great volleyball. I don't know why USA Volleyball doesn't promote it. Well, I asked um, Sean, yeah. Scott, if we if P fourteen forty could stream it. it like you know, people like want to yeah, watch this stuff. And totally. She, and so Sean was like, "Yeah, let me get back to you. I'll like ask our higher ups." And they're like, "Everything USAV has to go through USAV's website." I was like, "Yeah, but you guys don't do anything through your website." <laughs> well, technically, I don't even have to ask you because <laughs> you're just playing on the beach and I want to film it. Yeah. So um. So yeah, but we can't. No one can stream USA stuff except for USA. Huh. That was kind of the rule. So. But why don't they want people to watch it? Well, that's what I was wondering. <laughs> I didn't want to ask Sean. Cause, like, Sean they should at least make an like, announcement. Sean's just the messenger. No, totally. Like, I didn't totally. want to like, get on his nerves. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> but it, it didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. Because like, I wanted to stream. So like, I might just like put like my matches or your matches on like our YouTube page. Yeah. Or I mean, any there's a lot of people in L.A. Yeah. People got to come out to the beach and watch, but yeah, we should probably tell them <laughs> that, it's, that it's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is like the most publicity a Nursega qualifier's ever got <laughs> right here. Dude, they could, if they brought in some like, you know, three level little stands, they could fill those. Yeah. Or if they, and if they like had it, you know, on a Saturday or a Friday, then people right. could actually watch it on Right. Wednesday yeah. Morning. Yeah. Wednesday morning. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. How many people are taking off work for that one? And it's a lot of pressure, too. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot on the line. It, lo- it seems like just a normal practice scrimmage, but yeah. we have refs and, like, all ten people watching. Well, it's the the refing is is something else at Norsake. Because usually, oh, yeah. like the Norsake qualifiers, it's like a um, kind of like their developmental ladder for referees. So oh, last really? So um, when me and Hagen were playing Eric Zahn and Avery Dross in the first round, Hagen said the F word to me. Is it oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. 10-10 in the third, and just the and Stafford and Casey thought it was the funniest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> um, because, like, and the setting was, like, totally inconsistent, and it was just... And he wasn't even really swearing at you. It was, like, yeah, he was, sarcastically. Like, he was, like, yeah. go F and get it, because he dug a ball off the court. And I ended up getting it. We played the rally great f and <laughs> Great F and hustle, and, uh, partner. Tweet. Red card. card. Red card, oh, my like, God. Man, that was a quick trigger. I think there would have been like 80 red cards this week in Doha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a case in every too. language. Like, man, I told refs to like go f themselves and they <laughs> like said nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he's talking to me. <laughs> yeah, it's like Norsega refing is like when the NFL had the replacement refs. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like kind of what it is. Oh man. Yeah. Well, it should be interesting, people. Yeah. Wednesday mornings. Yeah, it'll be well, good volleyball. Yeah, for sure. And then. Um, 
We've been requested to drop some like AVP news. Mm-hmm. Really cool news that the AVP is giving flight stipends. Yeah, that is That's cool. That's awesome. Very um, the cool. The AVP's done a lot of really cool things this preseason. I'm like getting a better and better vibe, you know, uh, as time goes on every season. You know, yeah. as much as I want to like jump on the bandwagon of the people who are like, they're growing too slow. It's not like, yeah. you know, the best tour yet and blah, blah, blah. Steady. Slowly but surely, they're just adding a little bit here and there. We want it all. Like everyone's just like, just yeah. give us to all to us at once. But as it adds up, you know, a travel stipend, hotels covered now. Um, they brought up the money on the cold series. It's coming together. The yeah. MVP tour Brian, is going to be. Huntington's twenty four team draw now, which is awesome. Hawaii's a a regular draw. Yeah, Hawaii's open event. Open event. Flight stipends, hotels for the players. Yeah. Now the only thing, I mean, it's a legit tour. Is a yeah, it's great. Legitimate tour that you can make a pretty good living. Not you know maybe not full time living yet. Yeah. Um, playing on that tour. But then again, like you know, what job in the world could you work eight weekends <laughs> out of the year and make a living? That's why. So, yeah, the event like per event, what you're getting paid to do per weekend, it's great. Yeah. Problem is, it's eight, and it's probably not going to go past ten, from what I understand. Um, but I don't know that. Um, the problem right now, which I'm sure every, everyone's working on or wants to work on, is that the players aren't going to be there. All the players aren't going to be there at all the events, and I think that's the only thing that's hurting the AVP at this point. But like they've said before, it's not really up to them. They could switch their events around and then yeah. FOVB could screw them again and then the cities would not be on board because you know they want specific weekends. They're like, okay, yeah. we want something during Memorial Day. We want something during this weekend. So it's not like AVP has the choice to yeah. like, like, it's not like, hey, New York City. Like renting out like a party room at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, this is <laughs> New York City, like <laughs> Chicago, yeah. Manhattan Beach. Manhattan needs to happen the same weekend every year. Yeah. And, of course, FIVB says, what weekend is that? Oh, it's been the same weekend every year? Yeah, we're going to put a four-star over it. (laughs) We can care less about AVP. Thanks, guys. Thanks for helping grow the sport. It's not, it's not, definitely not a coincidence that no one in in the U.S. is working with the FIVB anymore. Like, P1440 wants nothing to do with them. The AVP got away from... Which the Huntington event last year was really cool, mm-hmm. but working the FIVB is just impossible because they don't actually throw any money in. It's just all in the promoters, which yeah, last year was AVP and P fourteen forty. Yeah, I wish I wish I knew more to give specifics. Like, you know, I'm sure FIVB has a great excuse, and like they're just going along with whatever their plan is, which is seems to be to grow the sport in terms of. The amount of people that they can have uh, playing it, so they want people in every corner of Earth playing volleyball. Family oh. born back on the show. The dogs here, um, but that doesn't necessarily help all the players, right. and that doesn't help the American tour who's trying to build something in a specific place. It doesn't help a lot. Um, but it does grow the sport of volleyball. So FIVB, Federation of International Volleyball, now is bigger because they play in more places around the world. Yeah. 
So it's it's tricky. Yeah. But, but so, uh, moving in the right direction. Yeah, AVP seems sure. like they're moving in a good direction and they're doing it their own way. So I don't know. I'm pretty confident. Yeah. And it's, it's still cool that I don't think people understand how big the relationship with Amazon is. Because so like, with the AVP, the way it's been historically with television networks, like I don't know why everybody's so big on TV because the AVP has always had to pay NBC or pay ESPN for that time slot. Right. And then make that investment back with selling commercials. Yeah. But, which is completely reverse. Like, ESPN will pay the NBA like $2 billion. Yeah. And the AVP has to pay just to get on. So I don't know why everyone's so concerned with TV when TV ratings are going down across every sport. And Amazon, which like streaming is definitely the future and like how people are watching, is paying the AVP. So are they? It's like, yeah. So, which is so cool. I don't think people understand how, how like, historically like it's like a landmark achievement for beach volleyball i mean yeah it's live streaming is the future right of tv i my tv is youtube tv now yeah so we we just have a fire stick at right place so it's amazon yeah tv and amazon is the main hub for streaming basically you know that or that kind of thing so the fact that avp is like their first sport that they're doing this for is pretty huge. Yeah. Especially with the way the AVP is growing. They have new partnerships, um, which you might know more about than me. I, I know they partnered up with... I heard they're partnering up with... Uh, I don't even know who they're partnering up with. Kingston? Kingston, yeah. Which is uh, the company that Donaldson's father owns. Yeah. I heard I that. I don't know yeah. who like their partners with or anything. But I know they're growing their partnerships. Like, definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if they came in with new title sponsor or something this year. Yeah, which, which really is cool. something everyone has wanted them to do. You know. Yeah. But it's a lot. They haven't been focusing on the sponsorship end, which seems like he's right to do that. You know, to build it to a tour to where. They're not relying on sponsorships to keep it alive. Because yeah, it's always been a sponsor-based model, right. like, forever. Sponsors Even should be bonus money for the tour. Exactly. Not their lifeline. Not the one income stream. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, even in, you know, like, the 2000s, um, when Leonard Armado was running the tour, right. and there was, like, a ton of money in it, but it was still, it was 75% sponsorship based and 25% based on like VIP boxes and yep. merchandise and all that so like when 2008 happened and the housing bubble burst and like the sponsors were like we don't have any money and so they folded right. there was no money left yeah so I like that that the business model seems to be changing I mean obviously I don't like have like I don't know what it is but right. getting paid by Amazon is so cool it is really cool and I mean they have AVP next AVP first they're building a really strong bought, foundation uh, for themselves. I think they bought Volley America and so it's renamed to AVP America. That's right, yeah. That's like the grass grassroots tour yeah. or whatever. Well, kind of, yeah. So, like, the AVP First, I think, is their grassroots. And the AVP America is, like, all levels, you know, from juniors to open. Oh, wow. It's kind yeah. of like the CBVA of pretty much the rest of the nation. But it's like the world, the, uh, the American tours CBVA. Yeah. See, this is all smart stuff. I think it's great that they're doing that. And uh, I feel like they're building the foundation so that the tour, the ultimate, you know, the top can be strong. But they had to build their foundation first. 
and then you can scale from there. Yeah. So that's exciting. It is. Yeah. I think the sport's in a good place, and I mean, it'll still be building over these next two years or so, but come 2021, I actually also heard rumors that FIVB wants to maybe make tweaks to the to their star system in after in the next quad. So 2021 is going to be be an interesting year. Yeah, I'm hoping to be in position to uh, be a very top player at that time and yeah. when the sport's thriving. Yeah, it's the idea. Yeah, get healthy at the right time. <laughs> yeah, I missed the right two years. That's for sure. <laughs> The Grand Slam era was perfect for me, and then it yeah. fell off. <laughs> now it's and, coming back. And now it's on coming up. back, and I'm jumping on back on board. I sold high, yeah. <laughs> bought low again. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like our the international partnerships in the U.S. are are pretty much staying the same, um, but domestically uh, there have been a couple mix-ups. So obviously, so Sean Rosenthal is playing with Avery Dross. Right. Um, my roommate Eric Zahn just came back from Brazil, single again, broken up by yeah. K Spear. Yeah, that's <laughs> on, right. On their honeymoon to Brazil. K Spear <laughs> is now playing Came Shulk, I believe. Came Shulk, yeah. Right. So they, I think K Spear just wanted to focus, because like internationally, like, just hasn't been great for him for the last couple of years. So he's just focusing domestic. And then once Came has his, like, FIVB transfer purgatory, mm-hmm. once that goes up, um, then they can play some FIVBs again. Because right. I know that Came wants to get back on the world tour. Yeah. For sure. Um, so that, which leaves, so like Zahn's still kind of a free agent. Um, Baumgren. Baumgren is still a free agent. Um, Who else is Troy out there? Field is trying out with like 30 different guys. <laughs> <laughs> so he's playing with Loomis in the North State. Yeah, he's kind of the hot name, right? Yeah. Like up and comer, whether he's going to make that next step this next year or not is kind of um, up in there. And then like kind of the mid to lower level guys like Eric Baranek. Yeah, um, and then uh, like Mike Brunsting, you never know. Fishman, going to play with Chase Fishman. Fishman, who's Fishman? I think he's playing with Piotr Marciniak. See, that's a good team. Piotr's Piotr's great. Um, so whoever the registration for Huntington will be fun to look at. Right. Also on the girls' side, Gina Urango finally went international a little yeah, bit, right? With success. Right. Yeah, her and Caitlin Ledoux are really good. So hopefully Caitlin sticks with one partner this year and uh, can yeah. continue and her success. She was on fire last yeah, year. Yeah, she played really well. And so did Gina. Like they both had like career years. Gina's great. Yeah. If she, if yeah, that's why I'm saying like if they can stay on the same team and like build a really good rapport. Yeah. They could be winning some tourneys. Yeah, for sure. I'll also uh, Carly Wopat. Brittany Hochever. Brittany. Carly's, it'll be interesting to see how her game develops. Yeah, because they... Still very raw. They had a little trouble. They lost, I think, in a country quota. Mm-hmm. And then in Cambodia. Yeah. Or a qualifier in Cambodia, and then they lost qualifier in Sydney. It's amazing. You'll see how many teams can do well in America, but then go overseas, and it's a different game. Different story. It's tough. It's really tough change. There's no easy matches over there. Yeah. Uh... And then throw in the travel and jet lag, and it's a lot more pressure because you put so much right. more in. You put so much more effort in to get there. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I also think, uh, or I'm interested to see if Emily Hartong comes around this year. You know, Cause yeah. she just kind of like dipped her toes in last year. But I spoke with her, you know, a month or two ago, 
and she seemed like she was all in, like just fully wanting to learn beach volleyball. Yeah. She's fully done with indoor, and I mean, if that girl learns beach, she's going to be yeah. forced to be reckoned with. Her and, uh, I think her and Alexa Strange are... are yeah, she's playing, playing with Alexa. Alexa moment. has a lot of experience at this point. Yeah. And she hasn't really broken through on the pro circuit yet. No really breakthrough finishes, right? Yeah, she's made a, like a couple main draws, but then once you, but like once she's gotten in, it's right. pretty quick. So she's kind of due. But with the college system, those girls coming out, it's like those you never know. Oh, and I'm pretty sure that international players are good to play again on the AVP this year. Yeah, I, I thought I heard that too. So it'd be fun to see like the Sarah Mac Pavin's back. Pavin and Melissa Humanco. Is Melissa gonna be able to play? Yep. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's going to be stacked. Yeah. Brandy. Brandy and Heather. Brandy Wilkerson and Heather Bansley, if they wanted to play. Can Heather play? Yeah, well, if the if, if international players can play, then Just international. Well, I thought you had to have a green card, too. Oh, you might. That might be a rule. Right? Yeah. No, you, ha- you can't just be international. You can't just, like, hop no. in. Okay. You have to have so a green like, card. Ricardo. Ricardo, I think, has a green again. card. Okay. Yeah. I don't think Heather can play. Um... Lane Carrico's having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, and so then, Cam's uh, going to have some extra incentive. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you got, um, well, coming back from pregnancy is Kim DiCello. Oh, yeah. Who, and I, so that, I, I know that she was practicing with Irene um, Polak, but um, that she signed up for the Norseco with Katie Spieler, one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, yeah. And Carissa Cook, are they still... I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year. Yeah. How about those college girls? Because you were just out in Hawaii. They're so good. Yeah, like, there's, the I heard the college... Play, the level of play is crazy. Stacked, huh? Yeah. Because, like, you look at, you know, I mean, Sponsel, like, everyone has seen Sponsel play at this point, really. You know, she got a silver at the Hague. She made a final in Austin. She made another so Sunday. Sponsel's in, in college, and she might be making a run for the Olympics here. Yeah. Or she is making a run. She's on UCLA's court, too. Oh, really? Oh, because <laughs> yeah. McNamara's are first? McNamara's are one. And then um, Therese Cannon, the blocker she made uh, Sunday with in Chicago, is USC's court, too. Oh, wow. It, yeah, and then because USC's number one, Tina Gradina is, like, hands down one of the best female blockers at, like, 19 years old. Oh, wow. That I've seen. She is super athlete. How tall is she? She's not that tall, but she's kind of, she's similar to Brandy, like similar style of play where she's not like crazy tall, but she gets like all the way down, like makes these big moves. Oh, wow. Super athletic handsets. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck being on the girls' side. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like if you're like a top women's team, like you're always having to look behind you like, all right. I took care of all the girls on tour, and then you, like, come out the next season, yeah. and there's just this stud college girl coming out, and you're like, God, another one? <laughs> yeah, because, like, I mean, and Molly, Molly Turner and Cassie House last year, so Molly, mm-hmm. we had her on. She went to Grand Canyon. Yeah. Cassie went to TCU. They mm-hmm. came out, and they were, like, you know, I don't know, the 15th seed took, in Hermosa and took seventh, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, like, TCU and Grand Canyon, which, like, all due respect to them. You know, right. They're not, like, college powerhouses. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So the, the girls' game is... That's another reason. Nuts. That's another reason I'm really, like, 
optimistic about the domestic tour. It's just like the yeah. talent that's coming out. Yeah, and for sure. to be honest, it's mostly on the girls' side. No offense to the younger guys. There's going to be some great guys coming out too. I'm sure. Uh, and I've heard. I mean, there are some great young men's players, um, but they're more interested in indoor. Right. Because that's beach is like. They're training. They're, yeah, it's like what's available on the beach, yeah. and, and we're national teams basically coming to them right now like well um nothing yeah just come out and pay for your own stuff and if you reach a certain <laughs> level then we'll pay for you and the, these athletes are like well if we go to indoor they're gonna pay for my housing my travel i'm gonna have a salary when i'm here playing for the national team and then i'm gonna have a full contract when i go overseas yeah I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That makes way more sense. Yeah. So until uh, the national team is able to kind of tweak their system, which I know they're looking into, they'd like to make it. I mean, Hildebrand was talking about a bunch of that stuff, but he, um, they want to make it so it'd be easier, you know, for, for it to be like a clear system. Like, if you want to play beach, you're going to come in and you're going to get support and get your chances. If you fall off, that's on you. Yeah. But you're going to get, you know, there's something to come to right now there's nothing to really come over to right yeah and then just because if you look at just like the training level too that the girls are going to be playing at a way higher level at a much younger age than the guys just because right. like maybe, well there's no coaching available for the guys yeah if you're a guy it's just like come out yeah and then and then they're like and then what and like i don't know pay for a coach yeah like, how much girls, yeah, oh, 100 Polly, bucks a session is getting todd rogers five days a week right yeah you know, stein metzger not like, only are they getting it for free they're getting it with the bonus of an education right <laughs> yeah no it's it's crazy to be a pro and have a coach full-time is like very difficult and it's rare yeah like I had Evie Matthews with John Hyden, and he was, you know, full-time. But we were only practicing three days a week, and he had his other players he's coaching, and then he has his other job. He was a personal trainer. Now, for the first time in my career, I have, like, basically a full-time coach, and he's splitting time between Sarah and Summer and me and Trevor, Jose Loyola. But, like, we have to pay for a a lot of that stuff, and luckily USA Volleyball created a coaching stipend so that he can get both of those and really make it like a full-time oh, yeah, that's thing. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so he's getting more than ever before. Yeah. You know, he's still, he'd like one of these coaches to be making a, a hefty sum of money. And if we do really well in the World Tour, then he will. But, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, the fact that I've been on tour for, what, I don't know, seven years or six, seven years? Yeah. And now I'm... Right now, only getting a full-time coach is, like, insane. Yeah. Me and Eric had a coach. It was, like, the first time. So the, well, I work with coaches with the P1440 development right. system, which is awesome. Yeah. It's the first time I've had – we had Jackson Medikakia on, the one he, he yeah. does with uh, Emily, yes. Dan, Betsy Flint. Right. Um, it was the first time that I've ever had just a coach and a team. Just me and Eric. Oh, just you guys? Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was so great. And it's not like he's watching all your matches all year and, like, going through the highs and lows with you and watching yeah. film and traveling and yeah, all that. Like one day, and it was awesome. Any other sport, that's that's what coaching is, right? Like, yeah. He's there as much as you are, yep. and it's his job as much as it's your job. Uh, so that's what we'd like it to be. But I'm finally there. We're getting there. I made it because I got Jose. <laughs> yeah. Jose is the man. Yeah. Yeah. So the sport's growing. You and Trevor are growing. Yeah, we are. 
got a lot to learn. That's what I learned our first tournament. Yeah. But that's that's fun. That's the best part about it, growing and learning. So you, when are you off again? When's China, your next stop? Yep. It's a month out. Okay. Um, so we had a little time home, and then we go China. Uh, I believe we have a week off, and then it's like then Brazil. China, we have to skip Huntington, Austin ABP. And then Brazil, and off you go. Yeah, it's and pop back into uh, New York, and then off you go. Yep. Basically, I think it's like two and a half, three months. We might come back before World Champs, um, but we're gonna have to skip Austin AVP for a Brazil event. Is that in a Brazil. four star? It's a four star. It's a Pema. It's a Pema, yes. Um, so that sucks. And then I believe it, uh, New York's next. So we'll be in Europe, and we'll dip back. We'll come back from Europe to go to a- AVP. New York, and then we'll go straight back to Europe um, for another event. And then what's the next AVP? Seattle? Seattle. Seattle is the week before World Champs, so we have to decide whether we want to be. World Champs is the biggest event of the year by far, so we have to decide whether we want to. Coach Hildebrand's calling. <laughs> Must be important. Um, play AVP Seattle and then fly, like, Sunday, well, assuming we make the finals, fly Sunday back to Hamburg for World Championships. If our match is a day or two away from that, it's not the smartest thing in the world, right? right. For the biggest tournament of the year. Um, so we have to decide whether that's worth our time or not. Obviously, we want to play in as many AVPs as possible. Um, but we have to figure out if we can even make it to our World Champs match. Yeah. Uh, and then well, what's after that? AVPs, you can kind of game time it. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but you don't want to forfeit state. either, you know? It's so lame when, <clears throat> yeah. oh, we played in two days and we we're undefeated and then we forfeit in the semis. True. And it's really lame for the AVP. Like, people are coming in to watch those matches. Right. <laughs> you Pull don't want you want to forfeit. Yeah, exactly. No, oh, that really sucks. Um, so after Seattle, there's a pretty big break because they uh, took out San Fran. Oh, we forgot about Huntington. Well, Huntington, well, yeah, so you're going to But we'll play Huntington first. Huntington. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, so then there's like a month-long break from Seattle to Hermosa, and then... Hermosa uh, will be gone. And then Hermosa, Manhattan. Hermosa is a mandatory event for USA Volleyball, or for all the U.S. national team. Oh, because it's an Olympic... It's an Olympic... Like, like run, like dry run. Yeah, dry run, <laughs> yeah. So they're sending the trainers, the weight coach, and like, uh, it's the same time of the year as the Olympics going to be next year, so... Yeah, basically it's USA Volleyball's opportunity to like, practice, like... Pretend like we're at the Olympics. This is how everything's going to go. We're going to go through the motions. There's a lot of stuff going on during the Olympics, so it's definitely going to come in handy if you make it. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go Hermosa, Manhattan, Chicago, Hawaii. It's yep. Schedule. Manhattan is over Moscow four-star. So we have to decide whether we want to go to that or not. That's tough. Uh, I don't. We no. We don't want to go. No one wants to go to Russia over that. That's what I'm, saying. <laughs> I'm. I'm like tempted to just call the teams and be like, "Hey, if none of us go, boycott." <laughs> yeah, because if none of us go, then we don't have to worry about someone getting an upper hand in the Olympic ranking, you know? Yeah. And we can all play in Manhattan. Um, but then you're gonna have like, someone's gonna go, you know? Yeah. Those lower level teams yeah. that are right behind, like, "Oh, yeah. you guys aren't going? Well, then we're gonna sneak in." Yeah. 
which isn't a big deal as long as the top teams don't go. Um, so most likely we'll all be in here, here in Manhattan, and if we're not, we're all going to be very sad and pissed off, and that would suck. Yeah. Um, and then Hawaii will be dope. Yeah. It'll be, be a good event. Back home? We'll be back home. And then are, you guys, the year. are you good for Chicago, or are you going to be... Yeah, Chicago will back. be there. Right. So we, what, four AVPs then? Huntington, yep. Chicago, Hawaii, New York. Manhattan, hopefully. And so maybe five. Maybe Seattle. Yeah, sorry, it's maybe six. Yeah. Somewhere between four and six. Yeah. I've played in I played in two AVPs in 2016, zero in 2017, two in 2018, or three, including the Invitational. Chicago, Hawaii, Manhattan. You played more in 2018. <laughs> I just want to play an AVP season. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's that's the goal. Like, it could be fun that if we all were at every AVP yeah. and we can just have a real straight-up tour and you look at the rankings and that's the real ranking because we're all there. But for years it's been, like, all thrown out of whack because, oh, this team won every event they showed up to, but they're actually ranked third because they only played in yeah. two events or something, you know? <laughs> and then the blocking and the statistics is all off, like, Oh, Phil has four blocks per match, but this other guy has twice as many blocks yeah. for him. So it's like, who's the best blocker? Yeah. Well, obviously it's Phil, but this other guy might get the award or like you know, right. serving aces and everything comes down to that. It's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. And beach volleyball stats not the most reliable. And and the stats <laughs> are probably like reverse. Like the defender has. Yeah. 40 blocks or something. <laughs> That's how bad. Stafford had like 85 digs in one match one time. In a match? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah a, are they counting like passes? Yeah. Every time he looks at the serve. He, he dug the serve. <laughs> <laughs> so, good to have you back though. Yeah, man. And, uh, I mean, Stoked back on tour. Like, not even a bad finish on the world tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's alright. Yeah. But um, it's going to be a long, fun year. And, and like I said... We got a lot of room to grow with our team. You know, we haven't even, we just started lear- basically learning defense and yeah. seeing things out there. So it's going to be a fun, long year. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And like I've said this whole time, I'm really looking forward to the to the domestic tour season as well. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Well, uh, see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Hopefully we both just make it through. That'd be great. See you in the finals and then we can... (laughs) Rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, we're rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) I like that. I like that. (laughs) Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening. As always. Shoots. Shoots.